Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons, the Later Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. I am your host, Bob Mackey. Who else is here with me today? Thank you. I need that sound clip to live. <laughs> Who else is here today? This is Henry Gilbert. Uh, and I'm Dave Rudden and I'm just a composite of other successful logos. <laughs> <laughs> and today's episode is Flaming Moe's, which aired on November 21st, 1991. And Chris will tell us what, di- what happened on this mythical day in history. Okay. <gasps> Boy, Bobby, this week, Queen Frontman Freddie Mercury passes away oh. from pneumonia. Oh, related to AIDS. Uh, yeah. uh. Mikhail Gorbachev is uh, falling, failing to hold together the Soviet Union, and Cindy Lauper gets married in a ceremony officiated by Little Richard. Woo! Are they still together? <laughs> Who is uh, officiated? Uh, okay. uh, Sorry, yeah. I missed Little that. Richard, I ain't married no woman. <laughs> uh, she she married a unfamous man. Yeah, but, but they seem so happy together. <laughs> but yeah, poor... Uh, poor Freddie Mercury. I think a couple weeks ago in the news it was that they had confirmed he had AIDS, which had been a suspicion basically for a decade with, mm. with Mercury. And sadly, they're like, yeah, he does have it, and it's not looking good. Oh, poor wow. Gorbachev. Like, all the stress of that must have, uh, that's what gave him that rash on his head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's port wine. <laughs> that, that is a modern millennial understanding of history, if yeah. I've ever heard it. <laughs> he is a I living birthmark? That was a that was a constant joke on Save by the Bell. Yeah. It's like, really? does Gorbachev have a thing on his head? <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, the USSR could not hold together. Nope. Mm. And it wasn't Reagan's doing. It just fell apart of its own free will. So this episode is about uh, Mo's Bar, the first Mo's Bar episode. And uh, wow, yeah. I do want to ask you guys real quick, uh, do you have any like local watering holes that would be your Mo's? Because I do, and I was wondering... Yeah. I uh, hate paying for alcohol, and I so I don't. I, so, I mean, like every bar in San Francisco, where most of us are based, or like you guys in Oakland and Berkeley, like the, the bars are all very expensive, and even yeah. the dive bars are like you don't have that kind of rapport. I think with your bartenders, you but like just from like the outside look of it, I don't think I've ever actually been in there. But there was a bar near, like a couple blocks away from where I grew up. Called Mister Beery's, and it was. <laughs> well, what just, do they serve? It, I wonder. It, yes, and it like the the logo outside is just a like an a, like a living beer uh, oh, mug. I, I, my dad and, had a shirt with one of those on it. And, like I can't wait to be involved with whatever this cartoon yeah. beer is. Drink my fluids, everybody. Had? But like my brothers would go there, and when I, when I wouldn't drink, and I'm like, that please, that place sounds grimy and nasty. I don't oh, ever wow. want to go there, but now I kind of want to go there, but I don't think it's around anymore. Nah, see, yeah, I, I, the only ones I go to are usually when other people go to them and I meet them there, like like Bobby G's in Berserkly. Like a true leader. I do have a watering hole, and I won't say the name on it of it in case anyone wants to make like a bob suit later in life, but uh, <laughs> I have to say, like, I know what it's like to have like a Moe's in my life because I can walk in, they're like, hey, Bob, and like, I don't even have to order. They just bring me the beer I usually get, wow. and it's just like I talk to the bartender. It's great. Yeah, I did have like a corner bar at like when I worked at GamePro where it was like, they knew me, but like, I don't think they knew my drink or anything. Mm. Like that uh, we, I, shout out to Tallahassee, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm from. Uh, Waterworks. Waterworks. Hello, Don. I know you're listening. Big NPR fan. <laughs> uh, but it, but just, it's it was our local place when we were there. I go back home. I don't even have to call my friends because most, most of them will just show there. up there. And it, it, it's real yeah. nice. Real it's nice. Called Waterworks. It has waters cascading down uh, the, all the way. So one thing I did want to add about uh, just like the observationalness of just how Moses portrayed observationalness. That's a word, right? I don't mm-hmm. know. But mm-hmm. it's uh, the ever-present bar flies. We see yeah. the same bar flies. They never talk. Those guys are at my bar. And any bar you go to, there will be three or four regulars, yeah. middle-aged, very sad men who smell 
awful. Really? They universally will mm-hmm. just smell awful like cigarettes and unwashed bed sheets. They're not homeless. They're just pathetic drunks, but they're always yeah. there. They are always there. So I, like I understand pathetic drunks more being one now, but yeah. like the idea that like you have to it, it speaks to something I think that's nice about people that people would rather be be around one another yeah. even if they're not it's speaking. Nice. I just would hope they would bathe one day. Yeah, but, well, uh, but that's that's the thing that like it doesn't matter to them. It's just like I'd just be happier here yeah. than I would be at home. Yeah, but at the same time, it is a cautionary tale. I can just look down the bar and like that's not going to be me. I'm going to cut myself off at like two oh, no. and then go home. Yeah. No, that guy, I drink alone like a man. Yes, yeah. so that guy told himself <laughs> with that my two, book twenty years ago. Though, exactly. So. Uh, but what, let's talk about what this episode's really about. Matt Groening being a fraud. Oh. Uh, so this is something they would never talk about on the commentaries. And it was a theory I didn't even know until last year with the passing of Sam Simon. Uh, so Sam Simon is the third name you'll see in the credits every time, every episode of Developed by yeah. it's he has the long Matt fingernails. Grady, James L. Brooks, yeah. Sam Simon. He's the he's the Howard Hughes yeah. guy with the fingernails. Yeah. 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 138. The, 138 episode. He yeah, actually but, looks a lot like Mike Reese, I think. But so he... He left the show in the fourth season because he was fed up with it, and he was very open that he did not get along with Matt Groening. The two of them did not get along. But after he passed away, uh, I had read this article on Vox that pointed this thing out, that the theory was, because he was the real brains behind the show, and people say, like, well, he created Mr. Burns, Mm -hmm. he cultivated the staff of writers and the style of joke-telling on the show. And he designed quite a few characters. Like, literally, the the drawings were done by him. Like, he's a professional cartoonist, too, on top top of being an experienced showrunner and he even talked about how like Matt Groening and him hated each other from the beginning yeah. because to Sam it was just another TV show and if the Simpsons failed he'd just do another TV show for mm-hmm. Matt Groening this was his one chance yeah, and yeah. if it failed he would just be a failure and never come back and to you Hollywood. can understand why Matt would want so much control over totally. it because it's yeah. like this cannot go wrong for me this is my dream that's and, happening and on that note and I, I rarely think about this, but have before. Sam Simon is a guy I don't know a ton about. I uh, know a lot more about him now. He well, approached death in one of the coolest ways ever. Mm. Just like was about to die and started giving his money away to a bunch of charities, being outspoken, and recording a bunch of interviews to say fuck you to everybody before yeah. he left this earth. Yeah. Uh, but that he's, he's, I believe he's, he had the like a record as the youngest showrunner being yeah. given taxi. 23 uh, in yeah, charge of taxi. Wow. That's so, astounding. And yeah. that show is like, I, I, I don't, Love when I, but when I think back when I would see them like Nick at Night like it was amazing mm-hmm. and when I think of reading Life and Hell I don't see The Simpsons yeah. in any of the pages or things I remember about Life and Hell I kind of do I mean if you read enough of it you can see where the observational humor from the first few There's, seasons came from there are some observations it but... eventually became a lot more arch a lot more Harvardy mm-hmm. than what Macarena started <laughs> with but I do like Life and Hell a lot what, what a, I, no I, yeah. do, I do too but like like what, what I do what I do know rather well is the George Carlin show the two mm. season Fox sitcom That's right. yeah. co-created by Sam Simon George Carlin famously in his biography even before either of them were dead called Sam Simon I'm in a total piece of shit. Oh. Uh, but that humor in that show is way more Simpsons oh. than Life in Hell. It is. Yeah. And, no, I think Sam Simon is due a lot of credit that mm. people don't know. And it's also because from the beginning, when the show started, Matt Groening was, through his choice, through Fox's PR choice or whoever, he was the central due to it. it James L. Brooks yeah. was in it too, but it was very clear, like, Matt Groening created The Simpsons. Let's all talk to him about how great The Simpsons are and how he did it all. And so then you have this episode, and it never connected for me until reading this explanation. You have an episode about a guy who creates something, 
a jerk who takes all the credit, mm. who then gets very rich off of taking that credit and puts out a bunch of crappy merchandise based on it. <laughs> and uh, so the closest thing to a confirmation was this clip I found from one of uh, Sam Simon's late-in-life interviews when he was already diagnosed with uh, the stomach cancer that would take his life within two years. Mm. But uh, So there's this theory going around. I've, I've only seen this theory online, but there's a theory that the premise behind the episode Flaming Moe's was kind of inspired by the relationship between yourself and Matt Groening. Is there any truth to that? <laughs> Is that just an urban legend? Uh, that may be true. Oh, uh, interesting. <laughs> the laughter that? there is just like, yeah. That's a knowing exactly. laugh. It's like, yeah, exactly. It, it would be subtitled knowing laugh. And they, but I they, feel like I want to isolate that for later on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they. so on the commentary for this episode, they obviously never mentioned that. No. And I Al Jean is very diplomatic. Yeah, Al Jean <laughs> is super dis- diplomatic. I think most of the writers... Well, who's the accredited writer on this show? Rob Cohen, okay. who is a disciple... Well, not a disciple, but he, he came up through Tracy Ullman and worked with Sam Simon. Like I believe he is a Sam Simon friend, and yeah. most of the writers were because he recruited them. For a lot of them, it was their first TV writing job, or they had quit television writing like John Schwartzwelder and George Meyer, two of the most famous mm-hmm. and best writers on the series. He got them both because... Because they had quit SNL and then were just writing a fanzine called Army Men, and then he hired wow. them. Yeah, and so yeah, they the writers love him. I wonder if Matt then realized they were making fun of him. He has to know now. Yeah, I wonder if he knew during the even the episode commentary recording. I think for Graining, it was like bite your tongue and collect the three million dollars. It's going yeah. to earn in syndication. Oh, if only it was just three million dollars. <laughs> Sam Simon was very honest about that. Yeah, he, someone asked him. How much money do you make having never touched the having not touched the Simpsons since like 1994? And he's like, I don't know, uh, ten million here. He's like, way more than that. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck. And then a hole in the ceiling burst, and gold <laughs> coins started pouring down. But he spent this whole place it, is falling apart. He spent it on philanthropy. He gave all it all the away, time. dude. He yeah. gave it all away, and, and, and all his fuck you things to so like things he agreed. I love his. He's on WTF talking about. Uh, his vegan LA food bank and mm. like people have criticized it like why only vegan like go somewhere else yeah <laughs> if you um, don't want free food you don't have to yeah. have it uh, but if you'd like free vegan food I'm here for you but he's also yeah. like if I'm going to buy tons of food I'm not going to do it through factory farming and killing animals yeah. like that's not how I'm spending my money and it's not like the homeless people who are going to be like what no meat it's going to be the <laughs> it's like the people who read the story and, and are in the comments section yeah. guys who, I uh, make the really best vegan you ever had and I say that as a mediator it's and delicious. Sam Simon yeah Sam Simon it's three alarm at best <laughs> Sam Simon in that same interview also said that he when he worked on the show he felt underpaid and undervalued mm-hmm. and now he says that every year after he left the show he's felt overpaid and overvalued <laughs> by it but God. Uh, and that he was famously married to Jennifer Tilly who was still around him like they had one of those like amicable divorces and she yeah, just they were good friends it's, yeah, and, great... and they make a joke about it later mm-hmm. on in The Simpsons where she plays herself as like the owner <laughs> of The Simpsons that's like, right yeah wow. yeah and towards anyway. the end of his life, he would just post pictures, and he was always surrounded by beautiful women. Yep. Just constantly surrounded by beautiful women. And he was who great were like, friends with yeah. Pam Anderson because they were both vegans and PETA, PETA people. PETA wow. people. Yeah. Surrounded like by beautiful women just like Mo in this episode. <laughs> That's right. Yes. We, we should we, talk about the episode. We are going long, but this, this is might be like, if you, if, if you were to ask me to like show, I love The Simpsons. 
uh, after an alien asked me my, yeah. my favorite TV show, well, what episode should you see? I'm like, this one. This one's yeah. great. You should see this one. And it's not just the writing. The directing is fantastic. Yeah. Rich Moore, and he had to step out because his kid was born, but someone named Alan Smart co-directed it. Beautiful mm-hmm. colors, beautiful animation. Yeah. It just looks so good. I it's mean, so beautiful. Eye on Springfield opening alone. Yeah, right. it opens with Eye on Springfield, our first taste Hello, of that. Hello, right? I'm Kent Brockman, mm-hmm. and this is Eye on Springfield. Ever wondered what to close the show with on a fairly regular basis? I can't and believe these we are have all to tell visual you. Jokes. But it's, it's, many, it's, but some yeah. of them are pretty. How many times up next? An elephant who never forgets to brush. <laughs> How many times was this recycled? I remember it was at the beginning of the critic episode. Not, was it ever again? Yeah, but yeah, not, not as many times as you'd think. They mm-hmm. added in new jokes in that mm-hmm. one too. Yeah, like, but like, I, like the, that was at least twenty seconds of. This is uh, animate. This is twenty seconds. You don't have. You don't have to write. You don't have to animate. We'll I, just I, use it again in this episode. No, but those are all like really like it's. I wish we could play it, but like it doesn't work as a clip. But oh, they're yeah. all good jokes. Yeah, him dropping sushi in a Japanese hot tub. I love like his laughter on it. But also the dog races. the animators were really excited to draw women in bikinis yeah. like that. Ooh, was TNA super nineties yeah. bikinis. Yeah. yeah, very nineties bikinis. But they were not Simpsons bodies. Those women did not have Simpsons bodies. They did. They, no. they, they, they looked straight out of like an Uncle Playboy? Luke video. Yeah. <laughs> I did um, like the joke about uh, Dredrick Tatum reminiscing about Springfield. Ugh, what a dump. Yeah. Which made me think, like, he did end up back in Springfield for that fight against Homer, so I guess he did fuck up. Yeah. Oh, but not forever. But you know, yeah, I, I, oh, that's but... the only time they've ever done a bleep joke, yeah. as far yeah. as I can tell. And, and I want to know, as, a, fuck, like... as another first, uh, this. I, and again, we should be experts by now, but I keep forgetting mm-hmm. where we are, because I do watch The Simpsons all the time, outside mm-hmm. of researching Talking Simpsons. We salute the silver anniversary of the great Springfield Tire Yard fire. 25 years and still burning strong. So the Simpsons tire fire yeah. is in the intro to the show and has been from the beginning. It's in the arcade intro, yeah. but I don't think it's been acknowledged until now yeah, as no. a thing that just never stops. Yeah, That's true. I And I wonder if they moved it when they moved the whole town over in the no, 200th episode. We don't acknowledge thing. that here. <laughs> uh, but, Two years, Bobby. Oh, God, no. I, I, uh, yeah, this a lot of first year. This is also where I did learn the term TNA as a nine-year-old. Me too, probably. Total nonstop uh, action wrestling. Yes. <laughs> T ampersand A, I should say. Uh, uh, and this is, Lisa's having a slumber party and she's has more friends in yep. this moment than she has ever had any episode. There's only one that I recognize, Janie. Is Everyone Janie, else is kind yeah. of... Was Janie there? Yes, yeah, she is. But there's Janie's two there. other girls, too, who are... One not of them, like, was a proto-Samantha Stanky. Samantha yeah. Stanky. Yeah, or... With braces and all that, but she didn't have the same hair color. Or uh, Hortense. Or, now, what was the name of the girl who had the Spider-Man doll? Like, uh, No cl- Gladys? Or no... It was probably Gladys. What maybe. season is this? It sounds like it's... <laughs> season five. It's a Malibu Stacy one. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Drunk. I never had a sister, so I don't know if are I those did, things. Yeah. Uh, yes, when your little sister has a slumber party and you're uh, only like two or yeah. three years away. One, one, just like I loved how that episode is played because like time seemed to go a lot slower when I was a kid. And I do remember like we didn't live in a giant house, but most of it was around me dodging yeah. my sister and her friends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as a in during your childhood, mm-hmm. there's nothing more repellent than your sister's friends oh until you and your sister's friends hit puberty and then mm. things change that but, happened to uh, me uh not to get too disgusting i'm gonna <laughs> keep this pg-13 but oh, i had a boy. i had a sister my older sister had a friend uh who liked to torture me psychologically she would try on outfits and come into my room like how do i look in this bob i'm like i'm Whoa. 12 uh, <laughs> fine <laughs> and uh yeah that was uh that was kind of like a, a fun nightmare i had <laughs> my pants are tight <laughs> <laughs> if you're still uh, out there, uh, I'll tell you, Melissa. but I have to lie under this blank. 
naked. <laughs> wow, I see this is stuff I miss by not having a sister. Yeah, psychological kids, torture <laughs> works for everybody. Uh, and I also, when they do the jinx thing, I never knew that rule from Jinxy. The the, yeah. the punches of that, I I'd heard of the oh you a coke jinx, not and a he punch says, jinx. That's I guess we're Floridians, so we heard that too. I was yeah. never formally jinxed even after yeah. this episode. Oh. It just seemed not to be in my area. It's one of those things I've never seen anybody adhere to as rigidly as Homer does. Yeah, <laughs> who does it, say it's the law? And Homer yeah. punches him real hard. Like that looks like a painful punch. Yeah. Bart goes, "Ow!" This is the first like earned abuse in this show. Like every other time, it's like you're choking him for kind of uh, small reasons. But this is like you know what you you broke the jinx, you get punched. Oh, and yeah. I thought the animators did a great job on like the horror film chase of yeah. Bart with the girls. I meant after. to look that up because I thought that was very specific to something. Oh, um, that shot where Bart is, has his back pressed against the door and yeah. they're they're drilling yeah. the screws yeah. out. The colors, the animation, yeah. it's just beautiful. It's like, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a small little thing, but I love how Bart's like I don't know if it's like his own instinct to go limp when he jumps out the window. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, that himself. was great. That was, <laughs> I like him in that split second deciding, like looking down, like ah, oh, and then like just yeah. falling, and going. Just limp. the girls are actually like. Well, all right. And they just turn around like they don't care. And then when Homer just ab- like sees Maggie that way and just leaves, I'm like, I hope Marge is here. They have not proven yeah, Marge I is think, home, but I have yeah. to assume she's there. But also like Homer at his wits end, like, there's too much stupid shit going on. Yeah. I gotta get out of here. So when he goes to Moe's... There we, we go. That's seen, it. I'm out of here. We're finally at Moe's. Yeah. yeah. We've seen Moe's at way darker than this mm-hmm. since, but this is the worst it's looked at this point. Yeah. I because just like I got Barney's to call this... not even... I got to call this clip Moe Problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the matter, Moe? Ah, business is slow. People today are healthier and drinking less. You know, if it wasn't for the junior high school next door, no one would even use the cigarette machine. Yeah, things are tough all over. Increased job satisfaction and Family togetherness, a poison for a purveyor of mind-numbing intoxicants like myself. Can I get a beer? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, sorry, I forgot we're out of beer. <laughs> That's a nightmare. <laughs> that scream is so good. Someone yeah, didn't do the Barney guarding job. You heard about it in Homer the Smithers. Yeah, <laughs> his gums up pretty bad. Pretty, <laughs> pretty bad. I love how he says cut his gums up pretty bad. And that so there without beer, like I guess Barney is only a beer drinker because he's yeah. not yeah. there. Well, for but also in his that song that he sang during the Sherry Bobbins episode, he'll drink anything. I th- mm. I don't think we've seen him drinking turpentine yeah. yet, but he does that at one point well, in the series. He hasn't gotten that low. Yeah. As, as someone as desperate as. Mm. Just last night, <laughs> of like, there's no more alcohol in my house, and it's too late to get any more. The Ho- Homer tells the story of building the flaming Homer, yeah. mm-hmm. and and the idea, the liquors they show that I can now recognize. Is it like Tom Collins? It's mix? so oh, yeah. gross. It is gross. It is so gross because he, he Patty or Selma drank the last beer, and Homer has to mix the last of what's left in his liquor bottles, and he just is that removes something you do. No, like I've never done. It that. is so gross. It is. Oh. You know what all of them taste like? You would just take a shot of each one. Yeah. I would think yeah. it's kind of yeah. what teenagers do. It's like mom and dad aren't home. Let's yeah. sneak everything out of I've, these bottles. I've been to house parties where where they've had like I don't know what they called it exactly, but it's like basically just like suicide, si- kind of like just a like a uh, one of those like sports uh, coolers that you oh, that you get yeah. water out of, but they fill it with like a ton of alcohol and it all tastes like uh, like watermelon. We so. call it punch punch. Actually, yeah. I think that was a uh, very special episode of Roseanne where they made hurricanes. Remember, like yeah, Becky and her friend that. got drunk, mm. yeah. and they, which was just mix everything together for. Everyone wrote a song about that drink, mm-hmm. uh, but it, this is the origin of the flaming Homer. I I need to mix the little bits that were left in every liquor bottle. In my haste, I had grabbed a bottle of the kid's cough syrup. Huh? 
I don't know the scientific explanation, but fire made it good. <laughs> Whoa, sounds like one hell of a drink. What do you call it? A flaming homer. Okay, well, why don't you make us up a couple of flaming homers? So this is a minor little thing, but when Patty and Selma were going through their slides, mm-hmm. they mentioned that uh, they couldn't find a proper use for yes. the ungodly Czechoslovakian outlets. Oh, I looked up Czechoslovakian <laughs> outlets, <laughs> and they are did. not ungodly. No. Maybe they have become godly in the two decades since. It's the fall of the Soviet Union that did it, yeah. It, but it used, like, the standard in both uh, Europe and Russia right now are the, like... They're different than America, but they're just two little but, circles instead of the normal... This is still, uh, like, almost 30 years ago. Isn't, doesn't it have a different name, government? Now it's the Czech Republic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I, I imagine that they exaggerated. It's, I know it's a cartoon, I but hope still. somebody got fired. So, uh, cough syrup, it should be noted that this is before they took the get-you-stoned uh, ingredient out of cough syrup, which is what yeah. all my teenage friends like to do. Uh, Dog, you ever gone robo-tripping? Uh, I'm at Tussin? I didn't want to because <laughs> all my friends were cool in, like, video games and cartoons, and then they all started drinking cough syrup, and it was like, let's drink cough syrup and listen to corn all day. I'm like, uh, oh. no, uh, I don't want to do that or tool. I'm gonna... really sucks, Bob. Uh, that does happen. Uh, I... You can just have cough syrup to lessen it a little bit. Yeah. I abused anime and my body. I had, <laughs> I had, I had a, a very brief, period, a seemingly brief period in my life that was chasing a hallucinogenic high, mm. and I would double a lot of stuff with uh, Robitussin mm. and, and stuff like that. But so, this Robo tripping, we call these non narcotic with a K cough yeah. syrup. That so was, this is back when they called you Chris and Tusta, <laughs> uh, and Chris, Robo Chrisin. I think Chris and I have both drank a what they call a flaming mo at Universal. Uh, never well, been okay, there. I drank it at the. Uh, so okay, I showed. Uh, Bob and Dave videos of this beforehand, but at the uh, Universal Studios Florida, and I believe in Hollywood yeah. now, they have a replica of Moe's Tavern, which is mm-hmm. fairly accurate. I say like 80% accurate. And there you can order a Flaming Moe. Now, it is has a lot of problems. They honestly shouldn't call it Flaming Moe, but mm-hmm. it's it's basically orange soda mm-hmm. with dry ice yeah. on top, and it's why can't it just be grape soda? But it's not like so. One, it's not purple. Two, it's not alcoholic. And three, you don't set it. It on needs fire. to be purple at least. But yeah. Yeah. I have the, the least. I have the 20th Century Fox sanctioned recipe for a flaming oh. mo. Four ingredients. Oh, no. We have four ounces of tequila, four ounces of peppermint schnapps, oh. four ounces of creme de menthe. And two ounces of grape soda. So you can either use that or cough syrup. I recommend that grape soda. That shit is gross, by yeah. the way. Like, you should never drink that. Grape soda or creme de menthe? Creme de menthe. All that together with tequila <laughs> and grape soda? I want to sip. sip. Just, I want to sip. Been, we should have made it for this episode. I agree. But the magic thing about Flaming Moe's are or Flaming Homers are that they don't... They're mythical. Like nothing you, yeah. no drink you light on fire would get well, better. That's, that's the thing. I don't. I don't. I don't um, know what. I don't know if the writers were that afraid of uh, copycats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids seeing this and trying to make their own drink. I just assumed that the the flame was a caveat to say like, well, you can't really recreate this because mm-hmm. in order for a, a drink to be set on fire. It has to be very, very alcoholic. Yeah, it does. No tequila yeah. will ever do that. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also the Love Tester, which makes his first appearance <laughs> here, is also at the Moe's Tavern at, uh, oh. at in Universal, and I tested it out. I got cold fish. Oh. <laughs> I did the lowest rating. <laughs> um, so did Steven Tyler, though. This, so. I have my line of the show already. This, what? this early. That's the joke. Uh, this is one of those lines I say very often. I still find it very funny. And, and not only do I find it very funny, <laughs> The Simpsons found it funny enough to say uh, just a few episodes later. It's like there's a party in my mouth <laughs> and everyone's invited. Hey, your love tester's busted. Go on my nickel back. 
Nickelback is, is my oh. quote, my quote of the show. Nickelback. It's the debut of Nickelback. Nickelback. I, I do like it's not without its charms. It's not without its I use charm. that in writing all the time. Yeah. I'm like, am I ripping off Mo? Yeah. No, yes, no, you no. Are. <laughs> you, yes, you are. Hey, I'm allowed to. For a second, I th- I double checked on the internet. I thought maybe the party in your mouth and everyone's invited thing was just taken from a 70s commercial. But as far as I can tell, I think it's, the Simpsons I think invented it's a Simpsons it. original. Yeah, I yeah. think it's meant to sound like that, but it is mm-hmm. very like a very Simpsons thing. It's to a say. way nobody would ever talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, Except so, for King Griffey Jr. <laughs> so you know the thing we're not talk, talking about yet, and it's very weird for me, uh, that, that this is a kind of a largely a Cheers parody in addition yeah, to everything yeah. else. So and, it becomes Cheers in the second act. Yeah. So. And, and that, that, like, I remember yelling at, we had, we, again, we were a one TV household. Simpsons was one of those things that mm-hmm. I and my sister and my father would like, and that meant it got watched every Sunday mm-hmm. and Thursday because we all liked it. A lot of that stuff didn't make. A, I remember hating Cheers, mm. and I and my mom yeah. was like, entertaining me as a young man. Like, why do you hate Cheers? And like, because it's all about, it's all about sex. Because <laughs> because I, I like I barely knew about sex, and every time yeah. we watched it, I thought it was it was the most scandalous that, show I'd and ever being seen. Set in a bar all the time. It's like, yeah. why, I don't understand any of this. I will I will never drink. And this this, this clip of the, of the Shelley Long character <laughs> does validate fucking puritanical yeah. six year old me. Barkeep, I couldn't help noticing your sign. The one that says bartenders do it till you bark? No, above that store-bought drollery. Oh, great. Why don't we fill out an application? I'll need your name, measurements, and turn-ons. You really expect me to tell you my measurements? You could, but I find this way is much more accurate and fun. Ugh. What do you offer in the way of salary? Minimum wage and tips. Of course, there are fringe benefits. Such as? An unforgettable weekend at Club Mo. I'd prefer to take my vacation someplace hot. (laughs) I like your moxie, kid. You're hired. You shan't regret this. Mm. (laughs) I shan't. This is a very, like, Sam and Diane from Cheers bantering scene. I also got shades of uh, Cocktail, the uh, Tom Cruise movie. They were going for that too, Dave. Yeah, like, I had had cousins and a sister who just loved Tom Cruise. You shan't regret this was in Lisa's Pony, though, as well. Oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this goes back to Sam's time, and again, he wrote on Cheers Mm -hmm. in the first seasons, the Sam and Diane seasons, uh, and so he knew how to write dialogue just like that and worked real hard on that part. Uh, we did skip over the bit just like Mo takes all the credit for it. He's like, it's yes. the Flaming Mo. Mo takes all the credit for the Flaming Mo. And but this I, is just starting. And like, I love if you listen to the background, it has like 1920 speakeasy mm, music. Yeah, yeah. And then it moves on to Yuppie Bar mm. and like Family Bar. And though as I stretched out the symbolism here mm. with Bob earlier, it mm-hmm. was that so Mo's Tavern is the original Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Mo is the creator of Mo's Tavern. Mm-hmm. And that is Matt Groening is the creator of the original Simpsons, but he can't make it work. But Homer brought the flav, and so Homer brings the thing that actually makes it mm. successful, and Mo takes all the credit for that. So mm. that I mm-hmm. think it, it really fits together in that theory. So who's Barney in this situation? Uh, James uh, L. Brooks. Uh, yes. he, he, literally, is a on... he, he literally represents gentrification. <laughs> yeah, but to, he, to me now and San Francisco. Is, I don't. I, the one thing I don't understand about this episode is how does he. Like osmosis, like get successful because he's just at Mo's tavern still. I think he's it's just, just there to rub it in Homer's face. Like even Barney is profiting from this. He, yeah, he's also way more <laughs> disgusting than Homer. So why is he allowed in all the time and not Homer? Well, he's so, networking, man. I mean, yeah. a sneeze guard joke disgusted me. So yeah, yeah, according to going back to Henry's analogy, 
Seth MacFarlane is a representative of Tipsy McStagger. Oh, oh, God. Pardon me, are you the genius behind the flaming mug? Why, yes, I... I'm your man. Uh-huh. My name's Hog yeah. Bannister. I work for Tipsy McStagger's Good Time Drinking and Eating Emporium. Oh, yeah? Hey, what's Mr. McStagger really like? Actually, there is no Tipsy McStagger. He's just a composite of other successful logos. Well, you tell him from me that he makes one great mozzarella stick. Yes, mm. fine, I will. Anyway, <laughs> I've got a proposition for you. Keep talking. Mm-hmm. We feel your flaming mo is perfect for mm. our restaurant chain. We want to buy the recipe. No dice. The flaming mo is not for sale. Do you know how much of my blood and sweat are in this drink? Figure <laughs> <laughs> uh, a speech. I do love Harry Shearer's bit parts. There's so much life in this character that we yeah. only talk to for a, t- a few scenes. Yes, well, <laughs> yes, I sure will. I, well, Tipsy I mean, McStagger, uh, Mo, Mo thinking Tipsy McStagger is oh, real God, is a great yeah. running joke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and so the also the Diane part, Colette. She was originally played by Catherine O'Hara. Oh, yeah. What? And they, they wow. but they said it didn't animate correctly, so they then got one of their stock voice actors, Joanne Harris. They used the temp track, the, who yes. she did originally, yeah. yeah. And her name is Colette, but I don't think they ever name her within the episode. No, like, I was no. looking for that. I'm like, how, how do you know her name is Colette? But I guess it was just it's, in the script. It's a wiki. Yeah. Simpsons will be right back. Are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, our weekly pop culture time machine podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1996. In case you don't know what Kinder the Embraced is, it's based on the uh, White Wolf tabletop RPG series Vampire the Masquerade. Oh. Can you table- hold these books so I can knock them on the ground? <laughs> is tabletop <laughs> RPGs too far for no, you? No, to, no, no. Some of my no, friends I, played this stuff. No, I, did, I, I did find it impenetrable. I'm, I mean, I was well, D&D. It's fine. They made Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, Mage the Awakening. <laughs> this uh, is, can you say this like Troy McClure, please? <laughs> <laughs> these are just <laughs> random words and a- adjectives. Were, werewolf the Apocalypse. Zombie the Simmering. <laughs> well, no, they were... They were Frankenstein the Lombard. <laughs> All right, but fine. Enough about. Kindred. I never get to make fun of anybody for being a nerd. If you could see the room we're in right now, <laughs> there is uh, a alphabetized Disney shelf right behind me. Uh, well, yeah, did your did your hubby play these games? Uh, like he did actually, and my my boyfriend at the time did. I went to one party. Ooh, they were playing. Have a type. She does have a type. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> That's 302010, a weekly look at what happened in pop culture 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, every Thursday right here on the Laser Time Network. In terms of names, this, oh, this I thought was fun. Um... The Inventor I Admire by Bart Simpson. The Inventor I Admire is not a rich man or a famous man or even a smart man. He's my father, Homer Simpson, creator of, dun-dun-dun-dun, the Flaming Homer! The Flaming Homer? You mean the Flaming Mo! And your dad didn't invent it, you wuss! Mo the bartender did! Yes, everyone knows that. It's not true. <laughs> my father invented that drink, and if you'll allow me to demonstrate... Bart, are those liquor bottles? Brought enough for everybody. Take those to the teacher's lounge. 
you can have what's left at the end of the day. <laughs> I do and like how Nelson knows. Yeah, this episode really establishes Edna Krabappel's alcoholism. Yeah, it, Ooh, I just a lot I, of I have only two <laughs> visions of the teachers' lounge from the '80s when I was in elementary school, and I do remember a door opening and a shitload of smoke. Yeah, yeah. like a <laughs> lot. And drink so like, all, to- yeah, all this just seemed natural. It didn't seem like jokes. I just yeah. assumed that's what was uh, happening. But it also is that. Uh, Mo's name is Mo Sislak, hmm. but or Mo Marsislak. Oh yeah, and like nobody knows that. Mo the bartender is how Nelson refers I, to I him. I love that he calls it Mo, Mo the bartender. bartender. You know, Mo Sislak was only invented to yeah. make him a possible suspect in the murder of Monty yeah, Burns that's true. to give him the M. Morris later. But it's nice. Yeah. It's like a nice, quaint little thing that establishes that it's like Springfield is a small town and everyone knows each other. Yeah. So Mo is the bartender. Yeah. This person is the florist. But I, I did love. I felt like I did that once or twice as a kid like bringing something from home and then the teacher going like you can't bring this what are you doing <laughs> take that revolver home Andy. and, and <laughs> it's my uh, dad's cool toy see, this is my also my runner up for line of the show henceforth this date shall yeah. forever be Same known here. as flaming Moe's day uh, sorry this is already veterans day it can be two things uh, <laughs> very disrespectfully I always say happy flaming Moe's day on veterans day uh, no one that. gets the joke no one gets the joke I'll do that the next veterans I also, yeah. like the episode before this I feel like had the most licensed music I'd ever seen from the show and this just mm-hmm. has a ton of house music that they yeah. create the yeah. montage uh, stuff the, with the, uh, one or two notable exceptions well, before we get yeah, to the yeah, big yeah. band I do want to point out something we could miss because we're young but still old yes. this is also parodying the rise of the corporate adult eatery which yeah. came before the rise of the corporate family eatery like Chili's Applebee's yeah, and stuff yeah. like that and the Flaming Moe's is kind of based on this restaurant called the Coconut Teaser yep. that had its own drink if you watch MST3K Whoa. they make a reference <laughs> to these silly crazy restaurant drinks what? the reference is it's the Fintuzler and you can keep the glass like <laughs> yeah. if you hear that reference they're making fun of the early Holy 90s shit. novelty drink well, for, no. at an adult corporate yeah, restaurant Yeah, that did not thing. stick yeah. with me at well, all. I'm waving my hands around a lot, but it's, it's all, it's all true. Because Mike Watching Nelson a worked yeah. at a TGI Fridays for a long time. That's like, right. That was his job well. before MST. Yeah. Uh, I also did like just the little bit of crusty punching the photographer just to show like yeah. anything that happens in Hollywood horribleness. Like if Sean Penn did it, they can just hand it to him. <laughs> if Bob Hope did it. Like, if Woody Allen does it, crusty The writer said it was a Frank Sinatra reference but i couldn't find it it seemed like a sean penn uh yeah, punching the I, photographer I, thing i mean i wouldn't be surprised if I, he's done way worse than that, that so yeah. yeah but so when bart comes wearing the flaming mo shirt <laughs> and they insist that he takes the shirt <laughs> off like i just like how relaxed yeah. he is like okay <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> it, we're coming up on like the the exact half halfway point in my lifetime where I was comfortable taking my shirt off in front of people. <laughs> it is it is almost there. Uh, this is this is the celebrity guest All for the right. episode. Uh, talk about this. Aerosmith. Come up here. How about a warm flaming Moe's welcome for Aerosmith? Yeah, 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 no, so cool. yeah, we're yeah. just hanging out. Oh, come on, guys. Free pickled eggs. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Springfield, Stephen. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that's fun it, it is it, yeah. it's just a follow up to, to the SNL uh, Aerosmith appearance which is like one of the funniest Wayne's World sketches yeah. ever it is good yeah that, that they all all the members of Aerosmith have different comedic things Did, to offer and Steven Tyler's a Simpsons persona might be one of the least flattering I've ever seen I, I think it's ghoulish and extreme and they would <laughs> yeah. not go this far but it's it's perfect it, like, yeah. it's such a great yeah. caricature of him even the way he moves and talks well he's saying know. hello St. Louis like his face like, is so close yeah. to the camera and like he has like no nostrils it's very creepy no I 
I would say he looks better as a Simpson than he does currently. Mm-hmm. But in 1991, could there be a cooler band to have on yeah, the Simpsons? Yeah, like, yeah. like when I was a kid, I didn't know this was an old band. Like, oh, these these yeah. these new yeah. cool rockers, and yeah. I'm going to listen to big ones over and over. Get a grip, they, man. They, yeah, they big were ones. like, yeah. they were either they either <laughs> just hits. did or were on the verge of like living on the edge and like, yeah, no, although uh, like, like the Alicia Silverstone trilogy of the yeah, yeah. I, take me to the other side. Yeah. They had I, at this point, loving an elevator was yeah. out. No, they were my. I was super into them too. Like they were the first CD I ever owned yeah. was an Aerosmith the CD. Yeah. The uh, Pierce Cow Nipple Man. Yeah, oh, how edgy. Crazy. I think it was Get a Grip, and then also what Pumped or whatever the the one with the two trucks on the cover. <laughs> there, there's very little music from my, my upbringing that I consider unlistenable and terrible, and Aerosmith is <laughs> all of that. Yeah. I cannot stand it. Right down. It has not aged well. No, I will I say I, 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 I hope I'm not offending all. anybody who likes Aerosmith, I but uh, it so was much. love it for that, That's like the one I might. Like I would not change the radio immediately or punch something. Or the yeah. crazy and the other one, or the Cra- crazy, crazy, and crazy. <laughs> but like how Tipsy McStagger is the corporate soulless uh, yeah. restaurant chain. Like Aerosmith has become the corporate soulless rock band. Where it's like if you go to Vegas, there's Aerosmith stuff everywhere because Vegas is now like the boomer like death spot. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go there to die. I'll be and there. Remember the things I like. I was gonna say we'll be there in 20 years buying oh, Tiny man. Tunes merchandise. The yeah. Hard Rock Cafe uh, <laughs> Casino is just like the boomer like uh, no, Valhalla I'm telling you guys if you've been to Vegas now they're starting they're making inroads into selling it to us now they're like they've got the Batman stuff but it's Batman 66 they've yeah. got they've got a I know there was a family guy slot machine I don't believe I saw a Simpsons one though but That'd be weird uh, but so about the Aerosmith uh, how they did it one was that they had heard they were interested but then they had to actually like wine and dine them to get them on and then if you see a bearded guy who is not a member of the band that is their A&R representative John Kalodner what? who ah. Aerosmith insisted on being in the thing That's too nice so of them. each each guitarist or each member of the band gets at least one line yeah. and then John Kalodner is just drawn with them all the time and you can tell in the commentary they are not happy they put Kalodner in and they're like we would not do this with future people. We say like, no, we're not like we draw you. We're not putting. We're not drawing your friends in here. They said they had done it in. again after that. Like if you see an unrelated person with the celebrity, and you mm-hmm. know it's they had a demand, and we needed to put them in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, I mean, I think they cut the cut the cord at some point. And the other bit they have is that originally the way you heard him say free pickled eggs in the clip. Originally the line was free beer, but they had just gone through AA. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> oh, so could you make it free pickled eggs? It's funnier. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a better I joke. Would, yeah, that sounds delicious. Though. <laughs> and lastly, that they were able to record it. That so Gene and Reese, like most of the writers on it, went to a certain college in Boston. <laughs> and uh, Aerosmith is based out of Boston too. And Disneyland for white people. Uh, Gene and Reese <laughs> really went to their college reunion brought Hank Azaria with them and the Mo stuff is recorded with Aerosmith. Mm, and so no. when he's later in the episode singing Walk, Walk This Way this with him, way. that's yeah. him really singing it. Like Holy that's shit, was really? Hank Azaria was there with them singing it. And so that's Walk why it, this way. It, wow. it feels a little better than you, it normally would with oh, a celebrity in the rest of these clips. This is the longest episode mm. ever. Mo and Homer argue. Oh, oh, the flaming Homer. So the episodes in here. <laughs> I get it. How could you do this to me, Mo? This bar was going under, and it was the drink I invented that saved it. If there was any justice, my face would be on a bunch of crappy merchandise. Morris, is what this man's saying true? Well, it's hard to say. He may have come up with the recipe, but I came up with the idea of charging six ninety-five for it. 
So <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, well, for nowadays, 91. especially in San Francisco where everything's what overpriced. You, Dickhead said it while watching the thing about the Flaming Moe's Universal Studios that in San Francisco we already pay theme park prices for yeah, all yeah. food. Yeah, all You're food like, and drinks. Yeah, he's talking about how a beer, a 20 ounce beer is $7. I'm like, yeah, that's like for most bars in San Francisco. Yeah, somebody was shocked by my behavior. I was at an amusement park <laughs> and in a hotel. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Mini bar. Uh, <laughs> theme park stuff like this but is all cheaper than what especially I, what I for a cocktail like cocktails are even pricier than beer for, oh yeah I think right six ninety five is great for it dude I I accidentally I remember I got two double gray gooses at mm-hmm. Twin Peaks the picturesque Castro bar uh, just last week. Forty dollars. Wow. Forty dollars. No mixers. Whoa. Don't go to that bar. Ice and vodka. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and they also see Miss Krabappel and like not a like in the Ion Springfield yeah. thing. The animators were going crazy. Like, yeah. oh, we get to draw a sexy woman. All right, and they they knocked it out of the park. Miss Krabappel has never looked. Does tired. not care that she's a, she is gonna fuck a <laughs> married. But Homer, of a, out yeah. of all the men in that bar, like she is Homer's yeah, well, the one. She's like, well, later she's got to be wasted. Later, she's with uh, two sailors, so she yeah. traded up. And uh, Joey from Aerosmith, right? <laughs> really yeah. need my drums. I need my drumsticks. Uh, but <laughs> do this... we uh, have the huge jazz oh, call? Of course we Thank do. Thank you. The telephone, flaming mouse. Uh, yes, I'm looking for a friend of mine. Last name Jazz, first name Hugh. Ah, uh, hold on, I'll check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh Jazz. No, oh, somebody check the men's room for a Hugh Jazz. Oh, I'm Hugh Jazz. Telephone. Hello, this is Hugh Jazz. Uh, hi. Who's that? Bart Simpson? What can I do for you, Bart? Uh, look, I'll level with you, mister. This is a crank call that sort of backfired, and I'd like to bail out right now. All right. Better luck next time. Oh, my God. Oh, nice young man. I gotta say, this is a weird tangent, but I love Hugh Jazz. I kind of want to spend, like, an afternoon with him. He'd make you some cocktails, put on some records. Like, he is so comfortable with who he is, and I'm yeah. jealous. Like, I'm, I'm Hugh Jazz, so oh, what a nice boy. Oh, you were using I, me for a prank? That's okay. I get this yeah. all the time. Yeah. What a, nice, what a polite he's, boy. He's the most, like, comfortable in his own skin character, I think, on The Simpsons. And we need to see Hugh Jazz again. Uh, he just lets yeah. it go. Uh, but the back and so forth between Homer the, and, yeah. and Moe, he's, like, just that talking over everybody. In all honesty, you can, yeah, that's it. my favorite scene that in the is, show. And yeah. I didn't get it just because it doesn't work without like showing how busy Moe's bar is and it ends yeah you can use that it that is that's like, my quote of the episode and, so good and also something that I used a lot when I used to work at uh, GameStop <laughs> so like anytime we had a customer that was just being an a-hole like after they left we would do that like you just lost yourself customer and also like when we're shouting things from across the store like doing inventory <laughs> and like you mishear something the response would be, yeah, you can use it. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, just love That's that line. perfect. And then I love that the third act opens with just the Cheers oh, theme yeah. to just let you know this epi- uh, this is now an episode of Cheers yes. you're watching. And the Flaming Moe's song is so great. so great. So depressing. It warms like, my heart in a dark way, though. Yeah. Liquor in and, a mug can warm you like a and hot. It, and it had rare blood for this. Well, not yeah. rare blood, but it like the way the guy was bleeding out of his mouth from being in out there. I think one guy had a cut hand, too, and yeah. like, like a, a broken bottle as a knife also firmly establishes that even though barney is like all fancied up he is still a hideous drunk yeah. and is disgusting i think like most businessmen he's always yeah. drunk <laughs> uh and this is all part of my quest to capture every single phil hartman appearance thank on the you show. lionel hutz appears for almost no reason and it's great anyway i love it so mr hutz does my husband have a case i'm sorry mrs simpson but you can't copyright a drink oh, oh this all goes back to the frank Wallbanger case of 78 how about that? I looked something up. These books behind me don't just make the office look good. They're filled with useful legal tidbits, just like that. <laughs> I, I feel legal like it tidbits. was some writer that, like, we can't make Hutch 
huts be right or do research <laughs> and the rest of the joke is just to follow up on the the wall that what the marv wallbanger joke <laughs> well like, so the he can't lionel huts is not allowed to have knowledge it is a <laughs> it is a very brief scene that almost wonders like wow they paid phil harbin for just one voice in one scene He's but the next the, the three episodes surrounding this. yeah i assume it was like one big session right well this scene is important from a plot standpoint because you have to be able to say like why did well homer when homer sue? reveals what it is why why does that mean they can everybody can make it because you can't True. copyright a recipe you had to have huts explain that to the audience to kids like me who i didn't know that was also like it makes homer's being crazy like oh, like gives a little bit more context like he tried going other avenues and didn't work yeah i do like how huts is surprised by his own competence yes. like oh i could oh wow i knew something i just love it that he calls him useful legal tidbits yeah <laughs> also, this animation sequence i'm just running out of there's too many lines yeah. in this there's to play. so many We're running lines. out of time but stupid mo none inventing recipe stealing oh my god Uh maybe you can take some consolation in the fact that something you created is making so many people happy oh look at me i'm making people happy i'm the magical man from happy land in a gumdrop house on lollipop lane Guess that's it. Oh, <laughs> cannot okay. believe it and get the rest of it. This it's, episode it's directed called... by Rich Moore, that scene, David Silverman. Yeah. Period. Uh, I, I get it. I he, do it, a ton of Simpsons quotes mm-hmm. uh, to my girlfriend mm-hmm. rather reluctantly, but <laughs> the ones I act out, that is one of them. <laughs> like, and My favorite of the act outs is his, the way he puts his hands over yeah. his head, like, Gump Drop House. Like, <laughs> Lollipop Lane, where it looks like he's just he's using his hand to create magic little yeah. drop points. God. David Silverman is just the king. He really, well, I don't know, my Mount Rushmore of Simpsons direct are probably uh, Silverman, if Brad Bird counts Brad Bird, Jim Reardon, and Rich Moore. But, man, the the Silverman stuff, like, he doesn't get every character great, but he is the master of Homer. Nobody does Homer better than than Silverman. I also, though, I love the appearance by Frank. I feel like it was, we hadn't seen Professor Frank in a while. And I also like the callback I never got until this viewing. So... At uh, Show and Tell, Martin's talking about his hero who invented the gas chromatograph. Yeah, and okay. Frank is using a gas chromatograph Christ, to analyze it. So, yeah. Al Jean said that's the one thing he learned from Harvard. He had to put it in the show. <laughs> that is, I was so bored by that one part of the episode. I'm like, what the hell is Martin going on about? I don't care. I don't, only yeah. had I paid attention. It was one of those Simpsons callback you never noticed, but Jesus, can we please just give hats mm-hmm. off to Dan Castellaneta and the, 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 when Homer spoils Oh, yeah, the Phantom of the Opera scene. So mm, you got to be a rich man, Mo. <laughs> i got to tell you, the way we usually work in these situations is to steal the recipe and run the inventor out of business. <sighs> Salve. <laughs> what the? <laughs> You poor, pathetic, <laughs> misguided creatures choking down your flaming moes all the time wondering, how does he do it? Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> the secret ingredient is... Oh, my! No! Cough syrup. <gasps> Nothing but plain, ordinary, over-the-counter children's cough syrup. <laughs> I like the little hand over his mouth when he's doing it. And that was after Mo had already decided to split the profits with Homer. He could have gotten 500 This was uh, preceded yeah. by one of, like... A, like like two or three episodes ago, we had the uh, the dream sequence, but like Homer just going mo, 
Mo. The Mo dream the sequence Mo. was also Mo. great, but I oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I say all work in Mo play makes Mo 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 more than all work in No play makes Jack Dole Boy. You promised me Mo money. <laughs> I Mo, I Mo. Now if I was, if Let's I, do the whole scene right now. If I was Mo when Homer was about to reveal it, I would have grabbed the contract and signed it immediately. And be yeah. like, nope, signed it. It's Sorry. bonding. Oh, he said it. Yeah, or like bonding. throw a mug at him. He'll fall down, and you can cover his injury costs with. <laughs> yeah, he it, falls anyways. Oh it yeah. crashes on Arrow. Smith and John Kalodner is so shocked by it too. He's yeah, if you're looking for John Kalodner, if you're a real Kalodner head, uh, he's standing next to Barney with putting his hand up when and Homer crushes it. It is non canonical, but it was the first time Maggie had ever opened her mouth and said a word. Uh, yeah, it, but it doesn't count. But it, in the show, it was the first time she'd Mo, done that. I love this. And then it uh, and then it ends with Moe's ruined. Everybody can make a flaming Mo. They make a classic joke about if you ever have a Cheers thing, you have to make a joke about how Shelley Long yes. left the show in the fifth year and how but I think it's because comedy writers hated her for doing like Cheers was still on that was like happening but she was a couple of years. She was a few years gone from the show. Oh, really? We were deep into the Kirstie Alley season. Yeah, at this it would point. end uh, this year, this season, right? Ninety two, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, did it go to ninety six? No, yeah, it, it like ended 92. pretty early. You're yeah. thinking of Frasier. Frasier. I did like. Sorry, but we watched like a video, like tour of the Simpsons area at Universal Studios, mm-hmm. and there is a Moe's Tavern, but there is also a pop up Flaming Moe's store. Yeah, to like show like yeah, just it's like that everywhere. in the show. Yeah. But I. I think I, I think the Shelley Long jokes are always because comedy writers on Cheers were pissed at her for leaving, and so they just teach it to younger comedy writers like, yeah, it was bullshit. She left. She shouldn't have left. She had a terrible movie career. To make what Camp Nowhere and the Money Pit and, and nothing else. Like that. Like, and she was very Troop Beverly Hills. Maybe is that Goldie yeah, Hawn? Is that not, Goldie Hawn? That's on either of them. I okay, uh, some Shelley, other blonde lady. I guess she barely made films. That was a joke. And I also do like now looking back on it. The joke is, oh, Aerosmith would never come back. The Red Hot Chili Peppers would be back in a year and a half. So, yes. <laughs> uh, and the song taking him out was an original. It was not the master off the CD of that song. Oh, yeah. They recorded an original version oh, of it for the what episode. It's, it's on that album from that, from that song. But it was just—it was very sweet that you know. I mean, even though you know Homer had right to be angry at Mo and vice versa, that they just like you know, it's not too wrong to make it right, but it's like. We're friends, and this, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Mo realized he was the a shithead, so yeah. he was like, ah, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was Talking Simpsons, probably our longest episode. Lisa's Pony oh. was really long, but I like it. I like talking about it. I like getting yeah. all the clips out. And uh, again, I've been Bob Mackey, your host. And you can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I do another podcast. It's a classic gaming podcast called Retronauts. All these guys have been on it. You can find it at retronauts.com, usgamer.net, or just search for Retronauts in your podcast machine. Everybody else, where do you live and where can we find you? Laser Time, baby. You can find Laser Time Podcast on the internets and most places you can get podcasts. Not on Stitcher right now for whatever reason. If that one is the only one. <laughs> but, um, Stitcher, we weren't we were just good enough for Stitcher, I think. But yeah, yeah if, uh, I've emailed them about it. We'll see. But anyway, but yeah, we also do 302010, our time capsule podcast where you talk about what happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago that week. It's a bit like, uh, you know, the intro of the history stuff. We do that all in one episode. Uh, and this is a Patreon-supported podcast, obviously. And if you have uh, not supported us, you know you can get the first season of Talking Simpsons all on there exclusively, as well as our season two wrap-up and a ton of other extras, including our weekly podcast bonus time and the Monday Night Movie Commentary. 
and I host Cheap Podcast, the pro wrestling podcast. I was straining for some kind of a comparison in this episode, so I'm going to go with this. Aerosmith did the theme song for WWE SummerSlam 2009. There's your fact. <laughs> we'll be back next week when the Germans appear. Mm-hmm. Later, oh, everybody. No, the Germans. Again, I have failed. When the weight of the world has got you down and you want to end your life. Bills to pay, a dead-end job, and problems with a wife. But don't throw in the towel, cause there's a place right down the block. Where you can drink your misery away. Just a flaming roll away Happiness is just a flaming roll away America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.